Can I get an amen? Welcome to episode 259 of Amen, Brother Ben. We are in the Abound series. And I'm a little late, but better late than never. We're going to talk about how to walk in financial wisdom so that you can have some abundant cheddar. I know I, I prob- that was probably a bait and switch. You know what I mean? Like, if you've been paying attention, if you've been following along with us throughout this series of messages, by the way, if you don't know what the heck I'm talking about, you should probably go uh, back to our YouTube page or uh, lovesiler.com or our, I think a Facebook page has the live streams as well. Um, or the link in the, uh, whatever link I put in the description will take you to the sermons um, from the abound series. We're talking about how to live the abundant life. And I know that that sounds like, Ooh, he's going to tell me how to have more money. Yes. And no, some of these things you're not going to love some of these principles. Uh, but what we've learned throughout the series is that Abundance doesn't mean we're rich. If I say you got some, you got abundant cash, homie, you got abundant money. That doesn't necessarily mean that you're rich and you don't have to make sacrifices and you don't have to make short choices financially. It's, it's not what I'm promising. It's not what Jesus promises in John 10, 10, when he says, I came to give you life and life abundantly life to the fullest. There's more to it than that, but believers Um, even if you're a non-believer, these are beneficial to you, I think, but, uh, the Bible, which works best for those who are in Christ, whose Holy spirit, God's Holy spirit is dwelling in and helping them to be satisfied in the things that, uh, God brings to them and not satisfied in things of the world. Therefore you may not necessarily have to be rich and famous and, you know, all these other things that are kind of uh, what the world tells you you need to be satisfied, to have an abundant life. Abundance means means having more than you need. And I know that this sounds like, um, oh, that's cheating. That's a hack or whatever. But like you want to have the abundant life, maybe change what you need, not necessarily what you have, right? Whether, again, this can go for any of the groups that we've been talking about in this series, Um, whether it be money, whether it be... um, relationships, whether it be your schedule, whether it be your health, there are certain expectations. And I know that all sorts of sin and discontentment come out of maybe unrealistic or unbiblical expectations. So just, just kind of a mindset change that we're talking about here. And, uh, if you are a part of our church and got one of the abound booklets, we gave you some kind of further, information, some kind of things to do in your spare time after the sermon. And I want to go through one of those because I left blanks. Some of y'all are like, I love the blanks, but you didn't give me the answers to the blanks. Well, the answers to the blanks are in the scriptures that we're going to talk about today. And so whether you have the abound book or not, this should be good uh, for you. Uh, There are a couple different steps. There's one, two, three, four, five, six in particular that I want to talk about today that help you to walk in financial wisdom. And uh, we want to talk about those because they're straight from the Bible. Um, So let's talk about these principles here today. So first off, uh, from Malachi 3.10, we see this scripture. It says, and this is one that gets gets misquoted, misunderstood, misapplied all the time. But Malachi 3.10 says, bring all the tithes into the storehouse so there will be enough food in my temple. 
If you do, says the Lord of heaven's armies, I will open up the windows of heaven for you. I will pour out a blessing so great that you won't have enough room to take it in. Try it. Put me to the test. This is what the most popular tithing verse um, to kind of back up this, this idea that you need to make sure you're giving a tithe, which just means a tenth, regularly to your church. Now, that sounds self-serving, sounds self-interested, um, but really this is just scripture, and as if you believe scripture, then you will be blessed by that. Now, a lot of people think that that doesn't qualify for us anymore. They say, oh, do you, um, you know, not eat bacon too? Do you only wear one type of cloth? Um, because those are that's Old Testament stuff, Pastor. You don't know what you're talking about. And I do agree that there are a lot of things that get uh, discarded uh, particulars from the Old Testament because of this thing called the Old Covenant. Now that we're on the other side of Jesus, uh, Jesus sort of came and perfected and actually kind of raised the bar, though. If you look at how how Jesus came to um, to update the covenant, he really sort of he, he didn't let us off necessarily. He raised the standard. Um, and there are scriptures there where Jesus, you know, didn't tell people to give their tithe. He told them, hey, sell everything you own. Hey, uh, you know, if you have a, if you have two coats, give one away, that type of thing. Um, and so making a tithe a baseline I don't think is un, unbiblical or or, or I think it's something within the realm of what Jesus would want and would would bless us in obedience for, whether it's the, the church that I go to or another church. Again, it doesn't matter. You are giving to the kingdom, um, and God, for whatever reason, decides he wants to bless that. Now, this is not a way we can manipulate God. This is not a way that we can you know, use car salesmen you into putting a certain amount of money in the plate for the uh, for the chance to be blessed and and like if you just give you're basically you're buying your blessings from God that's that's not the mentality that we should have uh, because the Lord said we need to give out of worship we need to be cheerful givers uh, we need to give and not expect but again if if I'm interpreting this correct because by the way the the idea of tithing and giving to the temple or the church. Uh, this was around before the law of Moses that, you know, Moses enacts when they're, you know, Exodus and Leviticus and stuff like that. Um, it was around before then, and they still did it after then. So I think it's a good idea to, at least, and again, 10% is the baseline. We need to be going, Lord, how generous do I need to be? By the way, if you, if you don't want to give money to your church, maybe find a church that you want to be a part of and buy into right? Like if you can't, they, I don't like how they spend their, their money. Well, you either trust your church or you find a church you can trust that is doing what you think is right with, uh, and, and what is biblically good with that money. That's a discussion for a whole nother day of exactly what that is. But, uh, but yeah, if you want to be blessed, if you want to walk in financial wisdom, make sure you're giving a tithe regularly to your church at least. Um, also you need to establish, uh, a, a budget for yourself and your family or whoever you're living with, right? Whatever situation you've got going on, establish your budget and stick with it. Uh, Jesus says in Luke 14, 28, don't begin until you count the cost. Right? I know this is not necessarily talking about money. This is talking about counting the cost of following him. But I think the principle applies here. It says who would begin construction on a building without first calculating the cost to see if there's enough money to finish it. And yet again, Jesus is making this, this uh, picture to, to tell us how to count the cost uh, in life to follow him, but it makes sense that that's, 
you know, a, the wisdom of a budget is is being presented here. Proverbs twenty five twenty eight uh, says this: a person without self control is like a city with broken down walls. That budget helps you set guardrails for your spending and 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 making sure that you are um, doing. It's just doing what, what God wants you to do with your money because if you're not careful, if you don't set up, if you don't make these plans to uh, to do what you think you need to do with your money, oftentimes we get reactionary. We live in a very consumer-driven, distracting world where we can blow money very easily. So you need to establish a budget for yourself and stick to it. Uh, you also need to, and this is going to sound very elementary here, but you'd be surprised how many people don't live by this. Um, maybe you don't live by this spend less than you make each month. Even if you have good credit, right? Even if you've got a credit card and it's no big thing and it's good, you know, percentage rate or whatever, you still need to spend less than you make. That's kind of obvious. Um, Proverbs twenty one twenty says the wise have wealth and luxury, but fools spend whatever they get, right? It is, it is not wise for you to, make plans in your budget to uh, to go broke each month. Something has to go. Something needs to change. Those needs that you think are needs, you need to figure out which one of them is actually wants and, and what areas that you can pull back in. This has been a lot harder uh, in, in 2023 and 2022 with uh, the context of our economy and, and inflation and prices going up and, and pe- people are struggling and they're having to make harder decisions, and that's where a budget and and making sure that you are are not overextending yourself uh, will will actually be such a blessing to you, even though it's kind of hard right now. Uh, one of the other biblical principles is avoid uh, unnecessary debt and retire any that you have as soon as possible. Right, like some debt you you really can't help. Um, I, I say that you you actually can help, but. Um, but sometimes, you know, like a house or a car payment, those aren't necessarily bad debt. Those are things that, you know, normal folks, as long as you know you have the money to bring it in, to, to cover that every month, that's not like a, an unwise decision. Uh, but you just need to make sure you get rid of any unnecessary debt. Uh, Proverbs 22.7 says, Just as the rich rule the poor, so the borrower is a slave to the lender. You are voluntarily enslaving yourself uh, when you get into stupid debt, when you when you go, oh, well, I, I just really want this. I really got to have this right now. Um, you end up paying more for it over time thanks to interest and fees and all sorts of stuff. So it's really not in wisdom to have unnecessary debt. Um, another thing you need to do is build up a savings account uh, for a rainy day, right? Preferably, a lot of people will advise you three to six months of your average need is is a good idea. Uh, Proverbs 32 or 13 Proverbs 13:22 says good people leave an inheritance to their grandchildren but the sinner's wealth passes to the godly. Listen, you got to have some left over. If you have those things left over, and again, you have a couple months to hold on to and uh and make sure that you are um, you're able to, to still function if something happens with your job or something happens and, and you need to stop work or whatever situation changes in your life, you need to be able to, to kind of float that period. And that's where wisdom comes in. And then uh, as that proverb says, it'll, it'll, it'll bless your kids and your grandkids one day if you have more than you need and you pass along that, that wealth as well. Um, and then one more principle here, just to kind of think, uh, how to live biblically and when it comes to financial things is um, you need to um, talk to someone you trust. 
about these things. You need to get other people's perspectives and weigh them in prayer. Uh, Proverbs 15.22 says, Plans go wrong for a lack of advice, but many advisors bring success. It is so good to keep a lookout for people who are, um, again, not not those guys that do the get-rich-quick uh, schemes. The Bible talks a lot about that, that those get-rich-quick schemes usually don't pan out. It's usually not a wise thing to do. But if you ha- know someone who is uh, financially versed and trained uh, or is smart with that and is maybe uh, someone you can emulate with their own personal finances or professional finances, go talk to them you know, seek good counsel. If you think this is, you you have an idea for how, how to make more money or a budget, maybe run that by someone that you trust that has wisdom, biblical wisdom, and knows you, knows, you know, what your family is up to and what they, what they need. Um, it's just a good idea to talk to somebody about it. Not saying that you just put all of it in their hands. You still need to pray over this and let the Holy Spirit if you're a Christian, decide for you um, and kind of help you wade through those things. But it's a good idea uh, to not just uh, concoct these things in your head and go for it because sometimes things sound great in our head and we realize, oh, that's that's really not what I thought it was. That was really dumb. Maybe I shouldn't have done that. So uh, those are just some principles. By the way, if you don't have anybody that you know or that you trust uh, to do these things, um, or to talk about these things, I'd let me make this suggestion for you. Uh, we've got some friends, uh, within freedom family church, uh, more specifically freedom family church up in Liberty. Um, grace financial services has been such a blessing to me. I, you know, I'm not, I'm not hawking this so that they can make money. There's lots of things that they will do for you without asking a cent. They just know that they're building the kingdom. But if, but insurance, budgeting, uh, financial planning, uh, Grace Financial Services is a wonderful company. Uh, they love the Lord, uh, and they want you to succeed uh, for the sake of God's kingdom. Uh, you can talk to Josh or Tammy uh, about that, gracefinancialservices.com. It's a great place to start if you don't have anybody. Hey, if you... Maybe add that to the list of your wise counsel and help you sort that out. But anyway, that's how you walk in financial wisdom according to the word of God. Um, If you have any questions, pastorben at lovesiler.com. We'll talk to you next time. We're going to be talking about, well, more abounding things. Amen, brother Ben.